The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for The Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsboro since site year here, your business name here, and... Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices. And my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. the wine fellers it's national napping day so pull out your adult crib for the most strenuously narcoleptic episode of the wine fellers ever on today's show it's time for a special event the likes you've never seen as we learn about six of the weirdest beers ever brewed but that's during the second half of the show During the first half, we will conduct another wonderful wine tasting, and then it's time for an all-new mailbag, a mailbag, and the wine news. All this and some more ill-considered Winefeller song exclusives right here on a resplendent yet vile episode of The Winefellers. But first, what wine are we drinking today, Mark? Hey, hey, Joe. Hey, hey, Mark. What is going on? It is so good to see you. It is. Uh, it, it's nice to see you as well. And I do feel, uh, I feel, I pity you today because, oh boy. Uh, like me, I forgot my <laughs> headphones last time, but this uh. time you forgot your, your headphones and you have to wear the radio station's <laughs> communal headphones. And uh, I, I'll tell you the scariest thing here, Mark. Yeah. Uh, I, um, 
you know, it's one of those things that can put a cloud over your entire day. Right. So I, I left home this morning and and uh, this uh, uh, by lunchtime, I had realized <laughs> that I forgot my headphones right by the bed back in my house. Uh. And I, I knew I'd resigned myself to the fact that I was going to be wearing the communal headphones. Yes. Mark, I would sooner wear a communal pair of socks <laughs> Than these headphones. I would wear a communal pair of underwear <laughs> than those headphones. <laughs> and so. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though. Yeah. Um, they, and don't ask me why I even did this, but they smell pretty good. Well, as uh, you may know, Bob's ears, who is the station manager, smell wonderful. And that has how I account for it. He, he has all of the typical station manager qualities just checked off a list, right? Except. Except his ears are delightfully fragrant. Delightful. So, happy National Napping Day. Joe, did you know that mid-afternoon naps are an integral part of most cultures and are scientifically proven to be good for you? I hear this. Uh, I do. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. I, the answer is I don't know what I don't know the truth. I hear, I've heard that, yes, uh, in Italy, Mark, apparently they only work 30 minutes a day. I know. Yet they produce as much as we do in four hours. Uh, no, they're not very productive. Okay. Now, so. Tell me. I mean, what? why aren't we, do, why aren't we doing this? I, I tell, if I can take a mid-afternoon nap, like five minutes, like a power nap, yes. I feel wonderful. <laughs> and I wish... I could get away with doing that at the auction house. I mean, someone just walked by my office, and I'm just on the floor, sacked it, out. It's it's. Here's the thing: if someone comes to you and 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 you, uh, they decide that I want to sell my wine with you, yes. Mark, uh, at auction, mm -hmm. and they come in to to see how it's going, right? And you're you got the feet up on the desk, mm -hmm. you're you're taking a nap. Yeah. Culturally, mm -hmm. here, yeah. it is hard to explain to someone that that nap is actually going to help. You provide them a better, better service. Better service, yes. Please come back in five minutes. <laughs> I am sleeping. So, uh, right. In many cultures, people take a short snooze, and they'll be making make people feel better, and there might be some health benefits. And there's even a whole uh, industry uh, about you know taking uh, adult naps at work. And there's these things that uh, they uh, people you can buy adult cribs. I'm showing Joe a picture of an adult crib. It's actually a crib. It's a really oversized crib is what it is. Uh, and there are two adults sleeping in the, the, in the crib. I, I am looking at this crib. It, my <laughs> this There's more to this picture here than meets the eye, Mark. This Possibly. is not just for people looking for a thing to nap in. These people um, have... Uh, <laughs> I would, how, yeah. how do well, you they're, say? They're dressed like babies. They are. They, I think he, the, the grown man has a pacifier in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I assume. And it, it is. It is a full. It is a full-on crib. Just yeah. the size. It's it, a large it, one. It holds two grown adults. Well, I assumed when you're National Napping Day, I assume, I assume that's what they meant that the, you, <laughs> you were dressed like a baby <laughs> and take your nap. This is why the individuals advocating for national afternoon naps are are having such a hard time markets because people like you are not taking them the movement seriously well at any rate we have such a wonderful wine pairing today <laughs> what are we drinking please please all right so we have a yellow 2014 yellow tail i see Shiraz. this here. okay i've i've i've, I've must seen be a reason that we have that well i think the reason <laughs> is is that oh uh linda said that we blew through our wine budget 
within the first two months of uh, the year. Yeah. <laughs> what was that budget again, Mark? <laughs> well, like she gave us a budget for wine. Like I was like, woohoo! And so I, <laughs> it, within the first three bottles, uh, that budget is gone. And so now any wine we use for the show is coming out of my pocket, and it is the hence the 2014 Yellowtail Shiraz from Australia, and I'm pouring you some right now. When you showed up with the uh, 1990 Petrus, mm-hmm. I uh, I knew that this would not last forever. It didn't, yes. <laughs> Linda was like, where'd you get that? <laughs> my budget. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is uh, about this Yellowtail is it's... Um, so so talk about the I am fascinated with Shiraz and Syrahs. Yeah. But but describe the the typical color and and what are we experiencing here Mark? Right. So Shiraz is the same grape as a Syrah. So Shiraz and Syrah are the same grape. Uh Syrah would be the grape from France and and Shiraz would be that grape from Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh it's a it's it's a beautiful wine. Um, one of the, my one of my favorite wines uh, that you can drink, and it has a taste like a black currant, some yep. overtones of black pepper, kind of roasting meat kind of taste. It's a it's a it really goes well with uh, you know strong meat flavors. And it's one of the darkest reds and intense flavor yes, wines that absolutely. you can drink. And so I'm not saying this particular version. Uh, of this will be like that, but well, we can find out. So I'm going to pour you some right now. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I, I, uh, mm, I just love this. Uh, sm- uh, okay, so I, Mark, uh, cut my teeth, so to speak, on yellowtail. You did. I mean, I just when I first got into wine, it was yellowtail that that like really? I, uh, yes, the yellowtail wow. Shiraz, and and I started looking into. Uh, what what it what is a Shiraz? I didn't even know what it meant, right? right, right. And then um, you know, immediately come in, you know, introduced with Shiraz, and then start grasping some of the fundamental, you know, issues when it comes to regions and sure. and this 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 grape. Sure. And uh, and so a yellowtail, I think, is fantastic. Oh well, let's see. Well, I'm so it's um mm. it's mm. fruity. It's um you yes, know it, it has a kind of a bubble gum kind of taste a little I would bit. Say. I'm thinking more cherries. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, and and this one in particular, um, the acidity. Mm-hmm. Yellowtail has always been a little too acidic for me. Oh yeah. Uh, and but some of the other uh, Syrahs that I've had, uh, f- some of them you can, uh, they'll open up a little bit better. Hmm. With time, they they won't be as acidic, Mark. Okay, well that's an uh, interesting way to look at this at this grape, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful, a deep red brown color, has sparse sparse legs. If you ever want to know about the acidity of a wine you're drinking, <laughs> just let me know, Mark. I just I don't know why it's fun to dwell on the points that no one really wants to know about. So look, I don't think it's that great. I think it's. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, I'd drink it if it was. I mean, if I was at a party and it's all they had, yeah. Well, this I'd drink is it. a great cheap I would criticize wine. the host, but I would drink it. <laughs> it's a good, good cheap wine to have with, uh, 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 you know, you're grilling out. You've got some strong beef in, on the grill, some uh-huh. steak, some marinated yeah. steak. You need something. You need this wine. You need yellowtail. 
well, Shiraz. I don't know if you need this wine. But uh, <laughs> so, at any rate, it's, you know. so It's what, all we can afford, Mark. Afford. Next year, we're going to try Yellowtail uh, Shiraz, just a different vintage. And uh, <laughs> that, for, that's the next one. You know, that's really, that's all we got. So if you're at home playing along, please open up yours. Welcome. You've got mail. So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail. So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail. So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail. So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail. 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 Sounds like we have mail, and if you're if you're not used to listening to the Wine Fellers, that is me doing my infamous beatbox. <laughs> Just I can't, I can't. We've had uh, uh, we've had um, letters written about Angry this song, about that song, like say uh, uh, pleading. Pleading with us Pleading. to shorten it. It only needs to be five seconds. Why is that a 45-second <laughs> introduction? Because I am showcasing my beatbox. <laughs> yeah. Did you not hear the song we just played for you? Should we play it Could again? You, did you not detect the subtleties throughout that masterful recording? Yeah, you mess with us some more. I'll play it again. Oh, yeah. Watch out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we have we'll do some yeah, mail. Okay. Right, I, I got caught up in the moment there, Mark. That's right. We do have some mail here via a Facebook post from Destiny Spreezy, who listens to our show via WPVM in Asheville, North Carolina. Destiny Spreezy, who apparently is a longtime listener and first-time Facebook fan emailer, writes, I absolutely love my husband. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> great. Uh, uh, right, yeah, well, can't I wait to see where this goes. Uh, Linda always springs these things on us. Uh, she continues, mm-hmm. I love him ever more, even more than red wine. Well, that's I think that's a good thing for their relationship, Mark. Uh, might be a bridge too far. Uh, he is the most thoughtful and caring individual I have ever met. Okay. Having said this, yes. I discovered that on his Facebook page, he recently changed his relationship status from married to widowed, which I didn't know you could do, but apparently there's a widowed option. Uh, she writes, yeah, should I be concerned? And the email just cuts oh, off, cuts off <laughs> abruptly there. Uh, but I'm sure uh, she's wondering, as she got cut off abruptly, if she should be concerned. So um, Now I'm a little concerned I'm for concerned. her, Mark. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a re- it's a weird question. Uh, we do get unusual questions f- uh, from our <laughs> fans because our fans are a little unusual who listen to the show. Not that you listening home are unusual. Unusual in a good way. Mm. So, <laughs> so this is a, a question that uh, is, um, you know... <laughs> you don't even know where to start. Uh, help me, Joe. This is a huge... Huge question here, Mark. Okay. This is a huge issue, yes, I should say. Please. Uh, the stat the the almighty status relationship yes. in Facebook right. can be used as a number of uh, as 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 a tool of psychological 
warfare. I see where you're going with this. So the, you're, this is being used by her husband to communicate something, perhaps, to her, to Spreezy. Perhaps. Destiny. Yes. Uh, for example, I one time brought home the wrong. I brought home a BLT sub <laughs> from Subway with without the bacon. Okay. Okay. I guess that's just an LT sub at that point. Sounds very good. Uh, and that incurred this wrath. My wife's relationship status went from married to single, <laughs> right? And it was used as okay. a tool to demonstrate to me her displeasure. I see. With the fact that I brought home the wrong Subway sandwich. So what way? What better way to communicate is through a public forum? Yes. How? And, and, then, and then everyone asks, see. "What? What happened?" Yeah. Well, and the, and sense. then it's all of a sudden it gets to tell a story. Right. Right. You know. But this this individual, yes. Spreezy's husband, Spreezy, I think when a Mister Spreezy <laughs> went a little far, Mark. He not he skipped from he went from married, skipped single, <laughs> and went straight to widowed. So Obviously, Destiny, you've done something wrong, and if, <laughs> and if you're still alive, Perhaps. if you're still around, uh, and you can maybe maybe make amends. If not, uh, good luck to you. <laughs> I'm sure she's just fine. And so, uh, but we, these are weird questions, but keep them coming. Uh, we'll have more pack in the future. You're listening to the Wine Fellers on WHUP, and now playing is the hit new song. Just like Superman, a Kabbalah cowboy, wait, who? Original song production featuring Adam Yorfida on the sax. And if your local superhero is in need of a theme song, let the Winefellers write a song for you. Don't go nowhere. It's time for the wine news coming up next. Strong enough to leave a bruise and 
and I know how to sew. I dress in in a red poncho while wearing red boots that glow. I streak across the sky. I'd make a make a good hero if I wasn't such a zero and cause you to cry. I am just like Superman, and my power is to make you blue. I am just like Superman, with my super strength long Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News. Want to make homemade wine but don't own a toilet? Try using a pressure cooker. Do you turn into an arse after drinking too much wine? Well, next time, try drinking wine inside an arse. Do you think John Bon Jovi could become no cooler and hip of a rock star? What if I told you that he is now making his own rosé? All right, here on the news. <laughs> Just when I think it couldn't get any creepier, Mark. <laughs> Everybody wants to hear the news from a creepy guy. Hey, <clears throat> we tried to do a song recently where I was whispering. Yeah, we didn't didn't go and over that so didn't well. work out well. Yeah, because you were trying to we were trying to make kind of these nice romantic lyrics, and it sounded a little creepy. That was that song, Mark, that just played. No, no, no. That was an, we haven't we haven't played that. Song. I I know, but the song that was just on. Oh yeah, the song that was just on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You've been brushing up on your uh, saxophone skills. No, we told you. That's Adam. Uh, <laughs> your Fida. Your Fida. And uh, he is actually a professional saxophone player. And uh, I he could is, tell. He's amazing. I mean, you know, the, the song is like, yeah, but, the, but At the he's end, good. It's like, wh- how did, why is yeah, that in Why here? is he playing on our song? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a long, it's a long story a of blackmail little... and stuff, but we'll get into it later. <laughs> All right. Okay, the first story. Yes, sir. What's the new hottest trend on the fermented grape juice scene? Roller skates. It's pressure. Yeah, how'd you know? No, it's no. It's, <laughs> it's pressure cooker wine. What? All you need is a pressure cooker, grape juice, and an uncanny willingness to leave an instant pot on for 48 straight hours. <laughs> That's it. So David Murphy of Food and uh, Service was the gentleman who came up with this brainchild, and his results were better than expected. Uh, beyond, weird. Yeah, beyond a pressure cooker, Murphy's instructions call for a bottle of grape juice, a packet of wine yeast, a cup of sugar, a funnel, and a roll of tape. Now, could you... It's Tell me again, what are what are we making here? Wine. So you're wow. putting grape juice in a pressure cooker, and I guess it accelerates the process, maybe? Wow. What? Yeah, I know. And so within, like, you can have wine, like, fermented on the kitchen counter and done, like, in a week or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Huh. yeah and so he said the wine was really good. <laughs> <laughs> For pressure cooker wine. He said uh, he thought it tasted better if he... Didn't say so himself. Uh, then, like, you know, two buck chuck from Trader Joe's. Um, you know, I can't, the wine fellers here, we can't personally vouch for the taste or quality or safety <laughs> of making homemade pressure cooker wine. But it's still nice Golly. to know that someone has bothered to try. I uh, I don't get this at all. Why? It just, that seems. People make wine in a toilet. <laughs> I, I get that. This is, uh, it seems to be adding some unnecessary risk and steps to the already tried and true method of creating wine in a toilet. <laughs> well, it's accelerating the process, I think is what it does, right? How does that actually work? Because, Joe, it's under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't actually heat up. You don't put it under a f over a flame. You just, no, you're, you're, you just you're, seal it up. But you have to heat it to a certain temperature, sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's, wow. We, uh, whatever temperature yeast. Oh, okay. Some best some little some low temperature. Yeah. But you don't want to boil the wine. No, no, no. I'm sure it's at a temperature where yeast divides more quickly. I don't know whatever that is. So. Okay. Yeah. It's, Very interesting. And it seems that your average toilet water might be too cold. Yeah. So this is an, a way to make your to make your wine more quickly. So just a nice thing to know if you are. <laughs> If we go off the rails as a country and we're left with no wine and uh, you need to make some, this is nice to know. Pressure so, cooker wine. Pressure cooker wine, and it's very easy to make. Our second story. <laughs> Moving right along. Have you ever turned into a massive arse after, after drinking too much wine? This I can't answer. Yes. No, Joe, you have not. Oh. That is... That is you have not. That oh. is terrible. <laughs> terrible thing to say. Wine lovers in Belgium are being offered the chance to drink wine in a hotel that is designed to look like giant intestines and a bottom. The hotel why, is why, a real story. Why, the hotel why? is called the Cassanus Hotel. <laughs> it is. And it's pretty much what you'd imagine. It's a giant uh, You know the word anus is in there. We can say that. A, it's a, <laughs> a giant arse and a bit of lower intestines plunked in the middle of a field. The intestines uh, house a bar called Bar Rectum, <laughs> which is where the, wine oh. is, where the wine is served. And I'm going to show you a picture because I know Joe, uh, you I want to see this. We're going. I already know we're going there. What do you <laughs> say? <laughs> it is a giant rectum <laughs> <laughs> with complete with imperfections. And windows. Some 
Well, you, it looks like you enter in through a giant sphincter. Uh, and, Mark, there are skin tags on this sphincter. I know, I know. Uh, and so once, I guess, you crawl in through that hole, you obviously are inside of what it looks like a giant, one of these uh, Airstream uh, trailers, but instead of painted aluminum silver, yeah. it's red. And they're round like intestines. And there's some windows, obviously, where you know, it's going to let some light in and... Unlike and. a real intestine. So, <laughs> but it really does look like intestines. I mean, it really does. So th this is where the hotel and wine bar is. Oh, and to be in it's just it's just in some field. Yeah, well, it's like someone has <laughs> this. This could be a trap, Mark. It's not a trap. This is for real. To be anatomically correct, the hotel is only one room, and it was made after <laughs> the idea passed through the warped mind of Dutch artist Van Leeshout. Uh, it is molded fiberglass. It's molded of fiberglass uh. looking veins. <laughs> yeah, that, they and, definitely captured and that. They did. And if that's your thing, you're in for a treat. It's about as realistic as a house-sized bottom could possibly be. <laughs> and this hotel is no dump. Uh, the, inside, the inside is all bright white with modern-looking fittings, uh, completely, really, uh, the opposite of the outside. So did you really come up with that line? This, yeah. <laughs> this rectum is no dump. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's good. So here, I'm going to show you the inside. It looks nothing like the outside. It looks nice. It's white. Yeah, it looks it's completely white. It's pretty on the inside. It, it looks it, like an Adobe white. Is that building. what my is? Do I? Are they white, Mark? No, no. They just wanted the outside to look real. The inside is not white. I think that once you get into this thing, it looks like a sterilized. Star Destroyer. Yeah, it's It's weird, completely so clean, concrete yeah. floors, it's white walls. It looks to me yes. that uh, it's in. once you're inside, you right. lose all context of anything having to do with an anus. <laughs> <laughs> you lose all context, yes. <laughs> yes. It's possible for would, you to forget yes, you could, that you, you climb through a giant sphincter and to enter this you area. You forget. You forget that you're in a, in a sphincter, <laughs> and then and that that's a it's a, it's an important Yelp review you could make on that. It it, it you lulls forget. you into a false sense. It's a false sense uh, of security there because uh -huh. you forget that you're going to need to leave at some point. So I would give this the vote of probably the world's most interesting. Um, looking wine bar. I wonder how their appetizers are. <laughs> I would not try them. <laughs> we're, we're going, you know that. I would right? love to go. Actually. All right, well, let's get in touch with Dr. Who's he, what's it? The third and, uh, story. Yes. The, the Bon Jovi household. Oh, boy. And you love John Bon Jovi. <laughs> I can I'll just barely say his name. Yes. Yes, him. That guy. <laughs> the Bon Jovi household uh, loves rosé wine. What is up with that? Well, according to Jesse Bon Jovi, the 23-year-old son of rock icon John yeah, Bon Jovi, boy. we're always had a we uh, we've always had a bit of infatuation with it. Whenever we go out to the Hamptons, <laughs> and of course, we'd, yeah. we'd always bring cases and cases of the stuff. We like to think we're drinking it before it was cool. Is it cool? Yeah, I guess it is. Rosé? Yeah. Now tell to, for for rock stars, for folks yeah. who are, you know, maybe uh just Tuning in to the Winefellers for their first time today. They haven't yet gained the wealth of knowledge that comes along from listening to us ramble on and on for years at a time. Yeah. What is a rosé? Well, rosé is just, all it is is a, is a red grape. It could be any red grape, really, in that it's 
it's just that when during the winemaking process, the skins aren't in, in contact with the liquid for as long. And so you remove the skins in an earlier stage, and it's just so it makes the wine pink instead of red. That's it. That's all a rosé is. And it does affect the, the flavor. Yeah, sure. And the color. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, I, to me, there's, some, there's a bit of a snobbishness to it, Mark. Yeah, there's a snobbishness. You know, snobbish. I remove my grape skins on the wine I drink. Yeah. So just keep the... Would you you can just leave just, them on just there. Just keep them there. So yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of rock stars are drinking rosés now. I think they're easy to drink. They're not they're not they're quite inoffensive. They're not as um this the people who love rose I bet they love uh, to cut the crust off of their peanut butter sandwiches too. Yes. About two years ago, uh, the father and son <laughs> duo were out on the porch enjoying a bottle with Jesse's roommate, Allie Thomas, like we care who is this person <laughs> i don't know my dad i'm had... already confused with two people in the story so anyways they're i'm not going to go through all this but they said that they <laughs> they were joking around and they called because they called it hampton water instead of uh <laughs> instead of rosé well look at you and we uh, we're all kind of, so they all kind of laughed about it because it was a really funny joke about them being in the hamptons and you know it was like oh man that would be a funny name for rosé so today you can find Diving into Hampton Water, which is the name of the rosé, a unique rosé the three created on shelves in New York and New Jersey. <laughs> Soon it'll be available all along the East Coast. And uh, so, you know, the wine, this, you know, when you're looking at the wine bottle, the wine label itself, it's trying to write a bit, let's the, take a look at a bit it. on the skinny girl craze, you know, with the always uh, have a skinny girl on the label. Ham- Hampton. Hampton. And now water. when you look at the water, <clears throat> at the water, yeah. at the bottle, yeah, it, uh, yeah, there's a, um, Right, uh, a lady in a one-piece uh, swimsuit mm-hmm. diving in to some rosé-colored ocean. Yeah. So now, now, uh, this is just—they're so obvious, just smacking you th- over the head with it. Right. Not only could they just—did uh, they call it di- diving into? But they have someone diving into right. it on the label, just in case you were confused. Yeah, so um, they teamed up with a French winemaker, and they traveled to France, and I'm sure the French winemaker gave them their plunk, and now they're putting their that wine into a bottle, and it snowballed what it is today. Do we sound negative about this? I don't mean to. Uh, <laughs> diving into Hampton water, supposedly very light and drinkable. They set out to make a rosé that one could start drinking in the Hamptons at noon and go on into the wee hours of the morning. Wow. Oh, boy. So, I don't know. I just don't know, Mark. I mean, it's... Uh it's a uh, it uh, I tell you what it's making me want to drink a little more of this yellowtail right now. Yes, and um, so uh, maybe I think probably part of mm. this I you know during that era I was never really a big Bon Jovi fan, and some some people are, and I probably couldn't tell you too much about what they. I can I actually can't name a song that they sing. So maybe if I act with our fans with them, I'd like the rose a little bit better. So um, I'm not saying don't buy it. You should buy it. When I was growing up. Uh, in the 80s yes uh, I always and only recently learned that it's uh, I, I thought John Bon Jovi's name uh, maybe I was dyslexic as a child but I thought it was John Bon Levi and I thought he started Levi jeans because obviously he wore jeans at his concerts and therefore just had the market cornered on jeans and rock music man you're blowing my mind I came out of this <laughs> Haze, yes, if you will. Um, only recently, Mark, 
in fact, uh, but you wore jeans in your rock rock group, just one. Uh, I I did, and and I thought I had John Bon Levi <laughs> to thank for this. All right, now I'm learning. Not only did he not create the jeans, mm-hmm. Levi jeans, yeah. but he. Uh, is into rosé wine. Yeah, well, well, we'll have him on the show. We'll interview him. Seems uh, like he would be into whiskey, Mark. Wouldn't it? Rosé? Like, but I'm not trying to, you know, assign a gender into any wine. And I don't care. Drink whatever you want. It just it just seems like I just can't see him drinking rosé. I just would see him drinking beer. Well, and it seems like if he was to announce mm-hmm. a beer or a wine or a uh, or a whiskey, right. whatever he chooses, yeah. however he wants to align himself is fine. Right. But it seems like you could make the announcement of this new product without referencing your son's roommate. Yeah, I guess they're trying to involve that person as well. Um, I don't know. Maybe the, this the, roommate has some dirt on them, Mark. Probably. So they're included. So that <laughs> is the wine news. You are listening. To the wine fellers on WHUP, now playing is the widely celebrated hit song, Dundee, a wine feller's original song creation or production. And if your city or township is in need of its own theme music, let Kabbalah Cowboy, again, Mark, who are these guys? Let them write a song for you. Don't go nowhere. We will learn about the six weirdest beers ever brewed. Coming up next. Some say that I'm hard to know. You didn't know me a long time ago. I was weightless, even though I was downcast. You know I traveled. Every road to every town, I suppose. But if there's one place I can't find, it's the past. If suddenly I've disappeared, nothing to be feared. I'm going back to Dundee by the North Sea. If suddenly I can't be found, no, I'm safe, safe and sound in the West End of Dundee. Suddenly, I can't be found. 
know I'm safe, safe and sound in the West End of Dundee. If suddenly I've disappeared, nothing to be feared, I'm going back to Dundee by the North Sea. If suddenly I can't be found, no, I'm safe, safe and sound in the West End of Dundee. If suddenly I've disappeared, nothing to be feared, I'm going back to Dundee by the North Sea. If suddenly I can't be found, no, I'm safe, safe and sound in the West End of Dundee. We're proud to present a happy precedent. Our super segment is Weinfeller's special event. Turn your radio up. Turn it up. Grab your wine cup. Go get it. Put on some makeup. Oh, yeah. It's Weinfeller's special roundup. Your wine bottle, feed your brothel, seal that glory roll with Mark and Joe on cruise control. You've lost your wife and kids to cancer. Your life is on skids. You've got no reason to live. Let the wine fellers plant a blissful kiss. Proud to present a happy president. Special event time. It's wow, is it a special event time we, right is, here? It is amazing. Now. Special event right now on the Winefellers. It is six of the weirdest beers ever brewed here on the Winefellers. Brewed here. Brewed somewhere. Somewhere. But we're here now on the Winefellers. On the Winefellers. So, beer is an interesting drink. Yes, it is. I just said that. I don't why? really know why it is. <laughs> but but there are some weird beers out there. And mm-hmm. we have no boy summoned these six most unusual beers ever oh. made on the planet to tell you about them in case you want to buy them or drink them or sell them. Wow. So Great. The, there's six of them. The, the first one the, is the world's most potent beer. Uh, as in alcoholic volume that's right whatever so the world's most potent beer is brewmeister's brewery's snake venom which contains (laughs) 67.5 percent alcohol come on Uh making it an impressive 135 proof which is stronger than most hard liquors (laughs) this has i um where do i even begin so i know a thing or two about brewing beer yes you do and I, and you're going to tell me that that's not possible. Uh, well, I I don't know, and I need your help. It, it, it must it, no living organism because you can't you can, can live in yeah. that environment. I think you have because it this, must be distilled. You have to distill it. So maybe it's a beer you distill. So I don't know if it's technically beer, but it's. I guess you could start with beer yeah. and then it distill remove distilled the water beer. from it. Sure. Huh. That's actually an interesting thing, Mark. Right. So it, you can you can uh, make grain alcohol out of anything, really. I mean, sure. So you can make it out of hops or yeast or I mean grains, any grain. But the name is is uh, memorable. I've already forgotten it. 
But it says snake venom in it. Snake venom. It's, uh, yeah, I guess it's called snake venom. Snake venom. So uh, it is the world's strongest beer. So that's wow. one you might want to try. But although it does, co- each bottle has a warning tag reminding you not to drink too much of the beer. Well, well ha- where, where, is this, where is this coming from? Where, uh-huh. where is it made? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and good luck. Uh, buying it across or shipping it across state lines. Well, it could be a way to uh, circumvent that. That might be interesting. Well, interesting. So the second most interesting beer ever brewed. Wow. You're listening to this on the wine, fellas. Are we going from least interesting to most interesting? We're going horizontal, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're both about equally interesting. Wow. The yeah. six most interesting beers and they're all equally as wow. interesting as one another mm-hmm. it's a it's a six-way tie for first yeah, we're place. not counting up or down so wow the, I'm, the, a, I'm very impressed <laughs> the, the only <laughs> beer sold in dead animals oh gosh brew dogs the end of history which no. is a 50 percent alcohol by volume beer just released in it's for, I'm sorry, its first release is in 2010. The End of History is a special limited edition Belgian blonde ale. All bottles are contained Please, no, inside no, the taxidermied body of a squirrel or weasel. Just I'm spin it around. Let me see. Joe, a picture. <laughs> so that is very disturbing. Describe to the audience what you are seeing. I am seeing a taxidermied squirrel uh, with its head pointed to the heavens in a howling pose, but out of its mouth, does not come a pleasant squirrel sound, but the top tip of a beer bottle. So the bottle is stuffed inside the squirrel. This or the weasel. squirrel is no more, Mark. Yes, it's a taxidermied squirrel. And next to it is the, uh, I guess the uh, consumer of this product has another bottle he's pouring liquid out of, and that is a... Uh, a weasel. Yeah, a squirrel weasel. That so, is a little weasel, little taxidermied weasel. So wow, that I mean, I think that would be up in the running for the uh, one of the most weirdest, one of the weirdest beers ever sold. It is weird. I think if they served it in the uh, uh, in an a non taxidermied carcass, it would maybe be stranger. <laughs> you mean like a live squirrel? <laughs> well, no, a, a dead, a decaying carcass, Mark. Yeah, you can't say served inside of a carcass of an animal and then it turns out well it's 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 a bottle right with a, with well, a, you might have problems with the health department like now what are you doing <laughs> so the beer so the animal's not taxidermy no it's 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 dead it's just i found it and now there's a bottle in it yeah no no bottle at all mark oh you just d- fill its ca- its cavity body cavity with your product yeah i'm sure no one will have a problem with it. You could, there's no bottle hole. You just sew it up, mm-hmm. and then to consume it, you pull this this squirrel, this bloated squirrel it's out of your idea. man purse, it's a good and just idea. bite into it, and idea. it explodes into good, your mouth. That's a good idea. Okay, so everybody send your squirrels to care of. <laughs> so we're going to, okay. So the next weirdest beers ever made. Equally as weird. Equally. We're not going up or down. We don't like to choose favorites here at the Wine Fellers. Not here. Six of the weirdest beers ever made. The next one is the oddest yeast strain in a beer. Oh, <laughs> please, please tell me this came out of some nuclear reactor somewhere. Ooh, better. Plenty of brewers claim to put a little bit of themselves in their bottles. Oh, no. No, 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 
But only, no, please don't, Mark. <laughs> only Rogue Ales, the beard beer, takes the idea <laughs> literally. As the name implies, the beer is created thanks to a beard, specifically the beard of the company's master brewer, John Meyer. The company was looking for a new source of yeast when someone joked Meyer's beard might be a perfect place to grow yeast. Sure enough, his beard could grow yeast and quite good yeast. Okay. So this beer is made from the yeast of the brewmaster's beard. So they, it's some wild yeast found in his beard that just settled in and. Found a little ecosystem there uh-huh. in his beard, uh-huh. moved in and set up shop. And making good beer. And uh, see, then this is interesting. Uh, imagine if uh, when uh, every now and then you just you, he could just wring his own beard out into his own mouth and alcohol comes out. I mean, I think that is it's pretty amazing. I don't know. Does he cut off part of his beard and they put it in the tank? I don't know what they do. No, what, what they must have done. Yeah. Is they they uh, grew, they 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 swabbed his beard and they found and, and, and grew it. it in a petri dish. Yeah, yeah, this this will work. It's so the generations it's of yeast you, that are used now yeah. are just they're not taking them out of his beard and putting them into this vat. It's like this strain that started there, but it's like billions of generations old. This is an interesting thing, Mark. You know, there's a there's a disease some people suffer from where they have they they have a uh, a colony of alcohol producing yeast take up residence in their own gut yeah i think it's called canada albicans <laughs> i'm not kidding oh right. really yeah. and so this guy uh it it it, it could it yes. could migrate uh-huh. from his beard into his mouth down into his gut a lot of people think i would love to have this disease mm. constantly drunk for free but the the people who suffer from this disease mark would say otherwise well very interesting. So we're talking about the six, <laughs> six of the weirdest beers ever made, ever brewed on the Winefellers. Six of them. We're not counting up or down. How many? Six. Six. We're counting horizontally. Horizontally across the, 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 the uh, landscape yes, across the of these six winners. So the, the next is the beer. Uh, so pre-digested beer pre-digested by elephants it says so this <laughs> beer game. totally cont- game. this beer contains coffee beans that have been fed to elephants yeah once the elephants poop out the beans the excrement is made into coffee hmm. and at that point the coffee is brewed but, and then the brewed coffee is used to make beer reviewers <laughs> say it is actually quite delicious and has a strong bitter taste this is probably an example that should have been recorded on one of or both of the Voyager spacecraft they right. sent out into the universe. Look what this culture is doing. Uh, it captures the essence <laughs> of the creativity of in the human do. spirit. Right. You figured out what. You know, and I think this is all publicity stunt. You know, whether the coffee beans are coming out of what animal's bottom, I don't know. Well, perhaps they have found that the elephant's digestive tract lends itself best to this process. Imagine a more corrosive animal. I think they should have used the dude who made the beard beard and used his... (laughs) <laughs> he's like he's his system a hundred years from now he's kept alive in some gelatinous vat 
to produce coffee beans, coffee and beans. Yeast like and, yeah. he, he's like you know every now and then he's he's like in the lock he's got the locked in syndrome he's trying to blink to us telling us to end it yeah stop it's it now in my life and <laughs> thousands of years go by this guy's kept alive to produce the uh, seeds yes. let's say for the 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 alcoholic uh the big five alcoholic distributors in the world <laughs> so we're on the wine fellers talking about the six of the weirdest beers ever brewed the next one is the most child-friendly beer, that's number five, <laughs> the, the Japanese company Hello Kitty. Oh, you're kidding. As you know, I'm a huge fan of, <laughs> has created a series of fruit-flavored brews adorned with their cute mascot. Wow. This, this could be trouble, Mark. Well, it's not trouble in Japan. They come wow. in sweet flavors like peach, passion fruit, and banana, and have about half the alcohol of a Budweiser. Mm. One reviewer said the flavor tastes like Fanta with a beer aftertaste. This, I, 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 I've thought for years now that uh, all, um, uh, all, all beverages yes. should be alcoholic. In fact, in, sure. in, in Soviet Russia, yes. only recently... Have they had have has has drinks? has beer been considered a an, an alcoholic beverage? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So they sell it right on right next to right right next to the soda. Right, because you're not going to drink water. <laughs> so so I think that and and if you if you take that into account and also the fact that in Japan Hello Kitty, although here we ascribe uh, the fans to be of a younger age group. Uh-huh. I think in Japan, it's actually middle to uh, adult, middle-aged to uh, older adult men. Which is why Japan <laughs> is such a weird place. <laughs> it, it, over there, Hello Kitty is not, so, you know, it's like... Um, right, I would like my 320ZX with a Hello Kitty on its I, hood. I think so, right? Yeah, I think that's what it's like I there. think that's what's going on. Yeah, I think if you tried to sell Hello Kitty beer here, you might have a few people raising their eyes. I, I think a I think we bit. should I think we should ra- I think we should raise the limit at which drinks are considered alcoholic. Uh-huh. Okay, already right now we as we know, yeah. every bottle of water, right, of Coca Cola, yes, of Mountain Dew, yes, has minute traces of alcohol in it. I didn't know that. Yes, absolutely undetectable. So how levels. do we know that it's there, though? If, if <laughs> detectable with a sensitive enough instrument, a mass spectrometer, okay. you will find a very low level of alcohol in all of our products. Three I, molecules. I, all right. I want to do is raise that uh-huh. level. It's already in there. Right? Okay. And that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, Mark. But every drink sold, every drink your child consumes right now, technically has at least one molecule of alcohol in it. Well, you've learned something in the wine fellers today, whether it's true or not. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So the next, <laughs> we're on the last of the weirdest beers. Equally weird ever here on brewed. the wine fellers. Equally, equally weird. And these are uh, some of the strangest beer flavors. And so probably the weirdest flavor of a beer is one called Voodoo Donut Chocolate Peanut Butter Banana Ale. Wow. Can't decide between a chocolate. Peanut butter, banana donut, and a nice <laughs> ale. Well, now you can put them all together and have a nice drink. 
Uh, say it one more time. Vin- I just can't even wrap my brain around so this. So it's supposed to taste like chocolate, peanut butter, banana, and a banana donut. The word voodoo was in there. Well, it's just it's called voodoo, donut, chocolate, peanut butter, banana ale. That's the All name of All of the other words have to do with flavors. Uh-huh. Why put voodoo at the front of it? Uh, Is there a flavor called voodoo that I'm just not aware of? Oh, yeah, I've had voodoo. Oh, what does it taste like? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, uh, I would say like it's a Coco Moco. <laughs> it's good. So, I, I figured it would, it would be like the flavor of push pins. Oh, that's not bad. And so they also, also included in the strangest <laughs> beer flavors is Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. And this is a beer by Wincoop Brewing Company. And they're, uh, they put... Real, they really do. Uh, each beer contains three bull testicles. Oh, that's great. Oh, uh, each barrel. There's three bull pe- testicles per barrel, to be precise, of uh, that goes into the beer. And they're just, they're almost there. Put that into the rotting carcass yeah. of a bull. Boy, and now you're going to sell Everybody some. has an angle. So, <laughs> those were the six of the weirdest beers ever brewed. Thank you for joining us. And, Joe, once again, it has been a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines. Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs and stories, love, laughed and drank wine. Tomorrow is another day. The cats are out to play, to play. That old rusty spaceship wants to sail into the Milky Way again on a river of red, red wine. Run, 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 run. Let's have some fun, 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 fun. We'll drink, 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 drink. A toast to the sun, 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 sun. Summer, the bushfires rage and rage and rage.
and it is six o'clock. Tonight on Resurrecting Retro with 